rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is 8.03 a.m. And it is Friday, August 14th, 2020. And it is a sunshiny, nice, bright, bird chirpy. I saw a butterfly this morning kind of day. And you are listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. And we've got a great show today. We are with Miss Arlene Hawks in the studio. Hello there. Good morning to you. Good morning. All nice right. to be here. All right. All claps are live until we get the clap button. Glad to have you. Uh, we've got my wonderful co-host, Christine, in the house. Good morning. We've got JV back there making everyone but Miss Miss Haw- uh, Hawks especially look good today. And we've got Hunter behind the boards. Shout out, young man. Shout out. All right. So we've got quick updates for you guys. And then we have a reading for a dear friend of the show who gave us some interesting history about the web next door. So we're going to read that uh, for her to say thank you. First things first, the 2020 Back to School Backpack and School Supply Giveaway is today at Greenfield Park, 774 Illinois Avenue. For contact information, 630-606-1910. Uh, requirements for free school supplies for the underserved students who live in Aurora. Quality, excuse me, qualify for free lunch, a TAM for Sympiate, single parent household, or unemployed due to COVID-19. Uh, this is the 12th annual, and it's hosted by Alderman at Large Sherman Jenkins, and they are having the Back to School event and the AAMOU, which is the African American Men of Unity. So, also shout out to Mike Seville as well, and the Aurora Interfaith Food Pantry. All right, and Saturday the 15th at Sacred Heart Church, 771 Fulton Street, is the 15th annual Back to School celebration, and that is hosted by Ward 2 Alderwoman Wani Garza. Thrive, or excuse me, thrive, drive through to pick up your free school supplies and face masks. Let's get our children ready for a safe and successful school year. Awesome. And also on the 15th from 1 to 3 p.m. at Phillips Park, drive through school supply distribution event. Get kids prepared and ready to learn. This is brought to us by the City of Aurora and CIS, which is Communities in Schools. <gasps> All right. Now, Interestingly enough, next door to us is a bar known as, well, long known as the Web. It's now called the Aurora Tap House. And many people are wondering, what the heck's this Tap House? What's going on with this Tap House? And I remember the Web. We all remember the Web. The Web is kind of like Marshall Fields and Macy's or Sears Tower and Willis Tower. The iconic name is gone, but it remains in the hearts of some. So here is the history about this building. It was originally the Nemoyer Manufacturing Company. They made lady garments, underskirts, and petticoats. Then the building became an undertaking business and also housed E.B. Brown. William H. Healy opened Healy & Blair, a furniture store that doubled as a mortuary. So when you're in there shopping for furniture, it's also a mortuary. Don't know how I feel about that, but that's, that's cool. His brother, Arthur N. Healy, joined him in a new partnership, Focusing almost exclusively on undertaking, the firm was officially incorporated in 1919. Increased demand for their services led to the, new, the need for a new building. The Healy Chapel that we all know is now we all now know is one of only a few commercial buildings in the Prairie School style. 
It was designed by George Grant Elmsley, a renowned architect who worked with Louis Sullivan. He also designed the old Second National Bank across the street on Downer and River. How about that? That's crazy. Damn. As well as the Keystone Building on Stope Avenue. Wow, that's cool. Healy Chapel was constructed down the street from the old practice at 332 West Downer Place and cost $100,000. The Healy's were the first to bring her service to Aurora, and the Healy Chapel is recognized as the first building in the state exclusively used as a mortuary. Wow. It is located in the West Side Historic District. It remains family-owned and continues to operate. Back to the web. It opened up in 1936. It was originally named the Spiderweb Tavern and was well-known for having the longest bar in Illinois. It is now called Aurora Tap House. So remember, the next time you have a drink there, have a drink from one of the spirits hanging around there. Spooky. Wow, that's crazy. So that's the history of the web. We thank you to our friend and listener, Tracy Duran, for sticking with us. And we're proud that Good Morning Aurora has folks that give us history from time to time. So without any further delay, moving to our wonderful interview with Miss Hawks, got her tea over there. There we go. Tea. Tea. Cheers. Tea, everybody. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Awesome. Cheers. Cheers it up. Okay. So, um, Christine is going to um, ask you about some of the early questions. You are a person with a very storied history, and we're glad to have it here on the show. Glad to learn. Thank you. Yep. Thank you so much. It's yep. great to be here. I was so excited to have you on here. <laughs> You. So this is going to be a good one. I said, yeah. Arlene has such great stories and just so much history and relationships within the community. So this is wonderful. Thanks. Yeah. So tell everybody who you are and uh, where you're from. Well, Arlene Hawks came here from New Jersey, born and raised in New Jersey, and um, went to college in Long Island, New York. And, and when I finished <laughs> my university there were no teaching jobs and actually I was a, a theater education major so I had known how to play guitar my whole four years and I used to work the pubs extra money in Long Island and um, I thought well I'll just try to get myself an agent and I'll go on the road so I did get an agent and I threw all of my belongings in my Chevy Nova <laughs> and <laughs> off, I, off I went um, and I landed one of my gigs here in Aurora, which was, my first one was the Holiday Inn, which is now Eden Rock um, on Lake Street. Wow. That, that was a 24-hour hopping Holiday Inn. And um, when I got there, apparently the gentleman before me was not very good, and he said, well, you better be good, or, you know, I said, well, I'm going to set up now, and I'm going to show you, and if you like me, I'm staying. And that's where I met my husband. My husband came in one night, and the rest is history. We've been married 46 years. Wow. So, um, so you know, from <laughs> my little awesome. guitar. But, but then I started teaching. So because that was my original plan in my life, uh, because guitar was second nature to me, but I didn't know I could really make a profession. So I started teaching for the east side of Aurora and uh, stood there for 32 years. And um, wow. theater's named after me, Humboldt. I'm so humbled that East High is the Hawks Auditorium. So that's awesome. It's a great. It was an absolutely wonderful career. I know so many people call you Mama Hawks. They do because of your involvement with the kids and the theater, and just the passion that you have for the arts in our community. Well, you know, a lot of my students didn't have the support of their parents. There was single family working, you know, working all this. So my husband and I became Mama and Papa to them, and I was so grateful for that connection. And they were all my children. I mean. When you, when you say, hey, I used to give birthday parties for them, and, and every um, 
year we would take them, you know, groups of them to Chicago and to see theater and other places because they needed to have that exposure. And the great thing about what Facebook has done now is connect me to the years of students I have had. And they, and they reach out to me and say, if it weren't for you, I wouldn't have been able to do this, this, or this. And so it, it's, it's really very heartwarming. Really, my life has been just a wonderful thing. Wow. Man. Growing up, what impact did your father have on your life? Well, my dad was an incredible pianist, and this is a great story. Italian family in New York. Uh, Mom took in an old piano that was on, because she was a dressmaker. Mm -hmm. So she used the top of the piano to cut out her um, patterns. And my dad and his brother just started plinking away on this piano. And then all of a sudden they got good, could not read a note of music, but could play both hands. So I started singing with dad when I was seriously six, my sister and I, and then I started taking dance lessons, and then one thing led to another, and then I just fell in love with the whole music, dance, theater industry, and I spent four years in high school doing all the plays and all the things, and and it was just so wonderful. I loved every minute, of it. And, and Dad was always there at the piano. That's how I remember him, so he was pretty pretty wonderful influence in my life. How sweet. I found something that you said, and it said, know your heritage. Don't let your grandparents or any of the people around you pass on without you knowing where you've come from, because that's the start of your leadership. Well, you know, having such a wonderful base in your life, and you realize that you are the fortunate one if you have... I'm Italian. I love being Italian. I love I love the food and the, the, the hugs and the, you know, the warmth that come out of that, but... All the other ones have it, too. And if you let the people, your grandparents and the people that came before them, leave this world without knowing where they, where the heritage was, you are missing a great part of your life. And it's your story. And your story is, is in your heart. So you need to find it with them. Yeah, you have to own it. You do. You really do. So I love it. Oh. And now you are the executive director at SciTech Museum. I am. And people, when I retired from teaching theater... Uh-huh. And this job opportunity was offered to me. People say, what are you, what? Science? But you don't understand that the arts and sciences are so incredibly connected. That's why when you major, you major in arts and sciences because you're using a part of your brain that's creative all the time. The scientists are the most creative people ever because they have to figure out one way to make it work and then they figure out in their brain how to be successful with it. So the scientific method is always there in one way or another. So I have enjoyed every moment of being creative. It's been seven years, and and it's been amazing that um, we've made some great differences. And then, wacko, came the COVID. (laughs) I mean, that's everybody's life, you know. Uh Wacko, and here we are, and our doors are closed, but we're still still very much in the limelight uh, doing things for young people because we want to keep the theater and the theater and the science is going yeah for for those that don't know what is SciTech and how did it come to Aurora okay SciTech was originally called the science and technology interactive center and it was started in Naperville by um, Ernie Malamud who was a, a physicist at Fermilab and Ernie Ernie wanted to bring science to young people so they would have an understanding and an excitement for the next level of going going into that business. 
So he had a small basement in Naperville. They they created all these exhibits, and um, they grew out of the basement because it got to be so big. So when our post office became available, actually Marie Wilkinson was very instrumental in um, saying, let's try this. She wanted a place that was kind of neutral, not east, not west. So everybody would go, well, it's on the east side or it's on the west side. And we're kind of right there on the river. So it's, it was so, so interesting how that came about. And then they just moved right into SciTech and they've been there ever since. And we'll have our 33rd uh, birthday bash this, um, this summer. So it, not in that building, but in the creation of um, Ernie's wonderful situation there. So that's how it came about. And it's the hands-on museum. So kids can... It is all hands-on. And that in the COVID is <laughs> not what we... No. That's what, you know, we are in that phase where it actually states no interactive exhibits and um, broke our heart. But before the shutdown of the city and of all of what we're doing, we were having our huge event. That's when our big Imagine event was supposed to be. We had over 200 people coming. We were so excited. We had everything ready to go. It was that last moment that we had to cancel everything and shut the doors. And we were just so sad. But now we're happy because things are looking up. And we've got a lot of things in the future going going on. So, you guys have been doing some virtual events I've seen online. Oh and yes, some different oh, yeah. classes, have, keeping it going. You can get your science right online. Just go on our Facebook page or our website, and we have the one minute SciTech too. And you know, if you uh, want to do not a longer situation, but we're doing something pretty cool for the birthday bash this year. So the last everybody listen up on this. The last weekend in September, 25, 26, 27. Our birthday bash will be a drive-through. So you can come and pick up a science bag and a birthday treat. And um, we will we will be saying happy birthday that way. And maybe we'll have horns blowing and things and make it we'll have balloons and you know we'll just make it fun. But we used to have a huge carnival. I don't know if you've ever been to the birthday bash. We set up on the side of the building and take over all the parking lots and we had a pretty successful carnival in the last several years. But um, no carnival this year. No. You, carnival you, in your mind. <laughs> <laughs> Party in the house. <laughs> Party in the house. That's right. And you guys have an event coming up next week. Oh, no. This is pretty exciting. So we have a new restaurant in town, and I'm sure people under know the restaurant. It's called Mora on the river but it's actually really called mora aurora and i love to say it mora <laughs> aurora and he's an jason morales is an amazing um entrepreneur and he owns uh, several other restaurants so he's got all this outside seating and he says we had a little meeting and he said i want to do a luau the first big luau in aurora he said i've done luau's in my other restaurants we'll have a pig we'll have all the things we'll have the the music the dancers the thi- I said, what a great idea. So we're going to imagine this luau on August 22nd. And the 4 p.m. is sold out, and the 6 p.m. has a couple of seats, but we're opening up a 4 p.m. seating. So if you're interested, just go on our website, SciTechMuseum.org, and go to Tickets on Events, and you can get yourself a ticket and help out the museum. Um, Do our virtual um, science right now, but we have... Um, new exhibits opening. We're very excited, but they're in the making right, right as we speak. While you sit here, we're working inside the building without children, without anybody. So we're excited about that. 
Well, save me a spot at 6 p.m. Okay. Curtis, <laughs> you can come, too. <laughs> That's going to be a great event. I can't I, wait to I'm, see. I'm so excited. I really am. Everybody come together for that. The time is now 8.19 a.m., and you are listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast, and we are sitting and talking with Arlene Hawks. So much to, so many questions to ask. <laughs> What do you see in our community as far as the people, the interactions, a lot of the changes that are going on? Okay, so I was this honored again. This is a two-part question. Excuse me? This is a two-part two part question. question. <laughs> yeah. Got it. But let me start with the day I got a phone call saying I was Grand Marshal of this wonderful city on the 4th of July. And here I am, a transplant from the East Coast. And I became so involved in this community and it was a different community way back then. Um, it seemed to be more disjointed mm -hmm. than, than ever on the east and the west side. And I, because I taught on the east side, but I also directed Summer Stage. Summer Stage is a park district, um, huge program in theater. So I had students from every high school, and we started at age six. So they all meld together, and I said, wow, wouldn't that be great? If we could have something like this always, where nobody nobody did, I'm the east sider, I'm the west sider, I'm the no sider, but just we all come together. And over the years, Aurora has really done that. And we have revitalized the downtown. I mean, this Marissa Amoni is a dynamite uh, young is. lady. And, and the things that are going, the people that are moving in, um, it's a party. I mean, every first Friday, it's a huge party. And even though we have been shut down, we have been able to run that party virtually. And last Friday was, I went downtown. There were people all over. They finally opened up. And our art is, you know, alive and well. And, and there's people from everywhere, not just Aurora. They hear about it. They come in and they go, this is so cool. I mean, when you think about the places that have opened up in the last couple of years and the ones that are coming, I mean, we are happening. We are a happening place here in, in Aurora. So I'm excited to be in the middle of that happening. I really am. Yeah, we, we are because I know people from other areas will hear what I'm doing or different events that are going on. And, you know, they're really in tune with all the exciting changes and events that, that we do offer here. It's like no other that I know. I mean, there are cities up and down the valley, but you can't say that they do um, and, and have as much diversity as we have. And I think that's what I loved the most about Aurora mm -hmm. and where I taught, because coming from New Jersey, New York, my whole life was diversified. I mean, I, I lived next to, I'm Italian, and I, I lived next to the Jewish families, and I, I did the satyrs, I did all the, I, people go, how do you know all of that? Because I wanted to. I mean, it was part of the neighborhood. So we are now one big neighborhood now in Aurora, and uh, we're sharing everything, which I love. Especially the food. Oh, <laughs> please, don't talk which about is it. Food, the food is great. What are, some, what are some of your favorite restaurants in town? Well, I... I have not been to Altira. I hear that's just fabulous. It is. And I've been there. I know. And I need to get there. Um, but, you know, with the outside seating and things, um, I, I have not been there. But, um, you know, mainstays, I, I, I've always loved um, what Phil does over there at Bally Doyle. I mean, Bally Doyle is a great place in, inside and out. And 
Phil was a good friend when he first opened up. I remember that excitement of having that um, established establishment coming. Gillerson's is is fabulous. I mean, they're all good. My China Hut. I mean, <laughs> I, I, you know, being so close yeah. to SciTech. Mm-hmm. I mean, the gal she knows. She goes, "Oh, Aurene, you're so wonderful." And I, I we order like every every week from there. And when we got into this COVID, I made sure that I ordered out. From all of these restaurants, the Spartan House, Ron has been so wonderful with SciTech, giving food when we had events and doing things. I mean, they're always willing to help and and come come there. Of course, you got to love mothers. Um, my good friend, see, and the best part about Aurora, you get to know the owners and you they do. come to the tables and mm-hmm. they make you feel like your family. It's like, how, how you doing? And we're doing just great. So it's wonderful. I did the same thing where... I'm used to everybody supporting us, and then when it was time to support the restaurants, mm-hmm. got a little too much takeout and did what everybody else did, just kept eating and eating, and you're not going out. <laughs> I, I know. Well, you know, my husband always says, I, I like you just to hang with me and not have to clean the things and wash the dishes. and So that's why, um, you know, the order in was good for everybody. Yeah. So. And how is Dick Hawks doing with, with COVID? And Dick just... Hawks. My lovely hu- husband is... Um, on his way to his 82nd birthday, and I have kept him in the bubble. I have mean, he, including myself, because mm-hmm. he have he has everything known to man that is this COVID can ta- catch on to. Mm-hmm. You know, his heart surgery, his diabetes, all these things. So I'm petrified of, of other people around me, but he is happier than a clam because I've been home with him. This is the first time in our 46 years of marriage Dick and I have been together 24 <laughs> seven. And hi, honey, can you, you know, what can we do here? And, you know, and, but he's so cute. It's like, so what are we doing today? Same thing we did yesterday, Dick, we're going. <laughs> and you know, it's so funny because we live on Garfield mm-hmm. in Aurora and which is a very busy street. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I take him outside. We sit on the uh, driveway and so many people come by and wave and pull in and go, what's up? How you doing? You know? And isn't that amazing that that can happen? So every day we have this uh, party on, on the driveway. You want to come by? Anybody? Stay, say hi. We're out there. We play gin rummy. We play all these things. It's really fun. I'm painting rocks. Who would have known? I've heard about your driveway parties over there. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> come, <laughs> come by. Come by. I, uh, Bloody Mary started, too. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's wrap this show up. <laughs> there you go. So it's... It's been a learning experience for everyone. I mean, for everyone. How could how could we have had such busy lives that have just all of a sudden stopped? You know, well, that's the way it's been. It really made you um, appreciate what you have and the people that are in your life. Absolutely. And the things that you we always took for granted, and now we're readapting to. So, Got to do it. Got to keep everybody safe. And we, we want to go mm-hmm. to the next level, you know, and we have to have faith and hope that it's going to happen. You know, just let's let's get through this and move on. Um, what is America to you? Oh, America is a place that I'm wishing we had a little more peace in every which way. Um, I'm saddened by everything that's happened around us um, because, as I said, I have always been a person that is accepted. God's children. I mean, we are all there for a purpose. And if we could all just get along. And, you know, when you think about wars, you know, I've thought about that the other day. 
we were always worrying about something. I mean, when was the first time everyone was in peace? I don't know when that situation was. That's what I would love to see again, where we just look at each other and say, you and I are brothers. You and I are sisters. Let's move on. And, and you know, we can disagree. It's okay. But one thing I learned in marriage and in life, I don't have to believe in you. I mean, I believe in you, but what you say to me, but I will just believe in here. It's the movie in your mind. Don't argue. Do you know how much energy um, arguments take? Much more than love. Come on. You know, you get all pent up and you're going, oh, my goodness. But you go, really? Take a breath. <laughs> Take a breath and just let's let's move on. You believe what you want to, and I will, and it's all good. What what happened here? Yeah, Nothing. It takes, it takes more muscles to frown. That's than it you're takes absolutely to correct. Smile. That's, that's right. That's actually correct. <laughs> no, scientific truth. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is. Um, so what was the um, what was your first year of teaching? What year was that? Oh, you got to ask me years. Come on. <laughs> I mean, Sorry. I've been out for like 12 years now, and I taught for 32. Um, I started off at Simmons, actually, Simmons okay. Middle School, and loved every minute there. And then the theater job opened up at the high school at East. And I thought, oh, here we go. We get a huge auditorium and a chance. And it was just a great walk through you know i'm proud to be 71 you know i started in my in my 20s and um again i every experience those young people gave me were part of my life i mean how can you walk through life and not meet people and they they touch you i mean and some are good some not so good but they're all there for a reason they really are and um what were your favorite what were your um your musical inspirators you know who inspired you musically well of course my dad mm -hmm. and living in new jersey we would go to broadway all the time so they would take me to theater and i just grew up in the i was a theater rat and when we raised our our son who would have known that he would have jumped right in the business and he went off to broadway and now he's living his dream in la um and doing uh, tv and movies but uh, L.A. is shut down, as you know. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. So he has just bought a house in Waco, Texas. <laughs> really, and they are going to build a soundstage, and they're going to do their things right there because it's going to be a long time for L.A. to come back. It's a hot spot, yeah, although is. Texas is a hot spot, too. Um, we just have to wear our masks and be safe. Yep. Do you have a favorite play? Well, it's got to be Les Mis. Um, uh, Les Miserables has got a story with everything in it. It's just such an, an amazing historic venture. And I am, I'm a proud mama to say that my son got to play Jean Valjean on Broadway as an understudy. He, he did the yeah. opening weekend. It's one of those great theater stories. The lead goes down and the understudy goes in without a rehearsal. And I happened to be in New York then. So I got to see it live and up close, and I was just tears. Oh, my gosh, tears, because I know that play so well. So every minute he was on stage, I was going, oh, please make sure, make sure this goes right. You know, you have to climb the barricade. You have to go into the tunnels and did it like a champ. So it was, it was great. It was really great. Well, I've had him on stage since he's been two. I, I took him to East High with me. 
So here, walk on. Here, have a that's part. like second nature. Yeah. To him. <laughs> have a part in the play, and and that's how you get to really love things. You just do it. You know, just enjoy it and do it. Um, the time is now 8.30 a.m. You're listening to Good Morning Aurora, and we are sitting down speaking with Arlene Hawks, telling us all about film, life, and everything in between about Aurora. Um, so, question. What's the best thing happening in the Aurora downtown? We got SciTech. I was going to say, come on now. You yeah. know, it's, <laughs> SciTech is the best thing happening downtown. Besides SciTech, what else, what, other than SciTech, what's a, uh, what else do you like? taking place well you know because i'm an artist and and all the art and entrepreneurial shops that are like wickwood you know all these people coming together and bringing their crafts and and their passions and and the vintage is now you know mm -hmm. going with all these wonderful things that people mm -hmm. are finding and and i just find that that is so amazing in in our town that we're opening up these areas now um um the the arts that Okay, I have to give a shout-out to my neighbors. Shout-out to the they, neighbors. Because the, the neighbors next door to SciTech, um, Mel and Ron that, that do um, the 24-hour, I don't know if everybody knows, the old library. One he's bitten. Is, is, um, is a 24-hour is a <laughs> technical support center, and it's called Support Tech. 24 hours, there are people in there answering phones to support your um, every need. And they have opened up their downstairs to all the artists. They have a, they've redone that library. It's just most amazing. And, I, and they're such community people. They're, they're advocates for the community. Whatever you want, Ron and Mel support. They came over to SciTech. What do you need? Do you want this? Do you want that? Uh, we'll support you. And, and that's, a, that's a great thing to have that neighbor right there. But, you know, just, look, just walk around and see the restaurants and see the, see the shops that have opened up. It's most amazing. And I hear that Pedlin Spoke is moving and getting bigger. And, um, all spoked up. Uh, all spoked up? All oh, spoked up. Okay. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> okay, they're so. moving, ne they're moving so next I'm door. Bikes so got pedals and spokes. It's all good. But I just read that, and that's exciting that, you know, yeah. they're, they're moving um, and getting getting big. Treadwell, you know, all the little coffee places. It reminds me of, of a little um, Geneva, you know, with the little things going on. And, and um, now we have outdoor seatings, which is beautiful. I mean, really beautiful. Um, did you notice the barricades, the new barricades that are all matching on Stope? And, and, oh, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it's it's I, lovely. Yeah, parklets, I mean, they call them, yeah. They got that, and then the tables are inside of those. Right, the yes, tables, so right. you feel um, just like in New York and Chicago, you feel like you're protected. So when the cars are coming down the street, they're not running over your curb into your food. You know, so it's really nice. That was one of the good things, I think, that came out of COVID because there was a lot of planning, a lot of organization to make that happen for the outdoor dining. Right. But it's something we've been wanting for some time. And then, it, unfortunately, it took this, you know, for, for that to occur. We just have to figure out the winter. I think we need heated tents. Yes. Yeah. So I, I am, I'm glad the restaurants are opened. But I'm not a fan of them, especially with my husband. Mm -hmm. um, I need to just be on the outdoors. So that's that's where I spend my my time. Do you I guys want. barbecue at the uh, at the uh, driveway parties? I'd like to know. You know, if I come up there, can I get some ribs or something? What you driveway got, parties? Your driveway parties with the with the Bloody Marys oh. that started at two o'clock. Oh, I didn't my, forget. My Garfield party. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure, I put an forget. order in. I'll, I'll, I'll stoke the grill up. Usually, though, I'm I'm running out and getting things. Like, uh, let's have a pizza. You know, I have my little 
gourmet around the corner for me and then I'll do um the I'll do May over there at China Hut. Something easy. You know, I'll go to Spartan pick it up. So it's all good. It's all good. I'm Italian so I'll always feed you. Yes. Know that yes. I will always feed you. <laughs> it's always centered around food. Food and family. Food and family. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. You know, that's uh people always go, How come you put all this food out? Because that's what my mom did. And you know, so you don't have to eat it. I'm just offering. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> well, that was almost offensive to my mom when you would say, are you hungry? I'm like, just say you're hungry. Just say you're hungry. <laughs> if you said no or turned down any food, she'd just keep offering you more and more and more and giving you different options until well, you finally said yes. Very interesting. A uh, little tidbit also about me. The Hawks family farms were at Fermilab, and Fermilab was bought by the government. So the mm-hmm. farms went away, but they went up the hill. But my mother-in-law was used to feeding all the farmhands. So even when there weren't all the farmhands, she would cook for 20 or 30. So we would drop by. She said, would you like a filet? But, Mom, I just dropped by. Well, like, I cooked up 30. You know, it's one of those things. So I've always been raised. But na- So it's very fortuitous that I'm at SciTech, which was Fermi, and I married into the Hawks family, which was, how did that happen? Thank God you left left Jersey, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I actually, we still own a property on the shore in New Jersey. So I can hop out to the beach and get on my shore property. Um, I haven't been there all year, though, because of the COVID. um, I missed my niece's wedding on the beach. I just have to be safe, you know? I think that's what we all just have to do. I got to say, I'm not sure about the airplanes, and that's the way I travel. You know, so I have to figure out how I'm going to get to Texas now um, and how I'm going to get back east. I haven't seen my family in over a year, so I'm really missing them. I mean, we FaceTime and, you know, do all that. I'm just starting to figure out Zoom. Come on. You know? Oh, we, yeah. We didn't, we didn't <laughs> do all that stuff, you know? How, where's the mute button? I don't know where it is. Where, how do I get there? Yeah, so. somebody's got their dog in the background. <laughs> I, I know, I know. Yeah. So the other day on TV, somebody was doing their interview in their closet because he said that was the only place that he could have no children and dogs. Yeah, so there yeah, you go. Curtis, Curtis started the show in... In my bathroom. <laughs> oh, there you go. Because mm-hmm. it had the best, you would understand this, the best sound Oh, absolutely. Yep. absolutely. Then I put a blanket over myself and the computer, and I started doing it like that for a week. And I was like, you know what? I think it's time to leave the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I can't have a good guest come in. Hey, sit on the toilet. We can do this now. Uh, we, <laughs> hey, if it's a, good, it's a good moment, there you go. Yep. So um, what is or what would you say in your time um, in theater, what's the best joy and gift that you've gotten or noticed out of your students? You know, what's what's those things that when that happens in that young kid, when you see that spark or that light, what's that moment like when they take to it like a fish? Well, let's go back to grading. People say, you teach theater, do you grade? Well, of course I grade. You know, there's there's things that have to be done and tests that have to be taken. And parents would come up to me with a report card. And everything would be failure except for drama. And drama would have A. And, my, and they were going, how can, you, how can you justify this? Look at this. And I said, you have to understand that these young people now have a way to express themselves like no other and they 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 grab onto it and they just run and then they realize they can do most anything once they can stand up 
and they can speak their mind. In fact, my seniors, instead of a written grade, I did a senior spotlight, and I had those young people last time on the stage in a spotlight, and all the underclassmen would be there, and I would ask them how drama affected their lives. And without a doubt, they said we never would have completed our careers here in high school without having that outlet because some of their lives were pretty sad and and they had nothing no happiness nothing to to grab onto so they found this other family theater's a family i mean oh, that's that's what we do mm-hmm. we create them and then we keep them so that's why everybody cries at the end of a play because you've created this incredible gift to a community of people and then you have to split the family and i always say you got another one coming up. There's a family right around the corner, but you never have to leave this one. And you don't. They, they call, they write, they come by. And, and my gift to see them shine, in fact, one year, very interesting story, I cast a young lady in The Wizard of Oz. I cast her as Dorothy. I had no idea she was a special needs young lady. I had no idea. She knocked out the audition. Teachers came running up to me and said, oh, my gosh. You can't cast her. She won't do the lines. She won't do the songs. She doesn't have that capacity. I said, okay, I'm going to give her a chance because she was wonderful. Never missed a beat. They could not understand how she did what she did. She created a life for herself in that character, and there was no one telling her she couldn't do it because here I am cheering her on. You got this. Let's go. And she did. And I don't know where she is right now. I wish I did, because um, what a great experience for her and for me, for people saying, you can't do that. But you know what? Honestly, when you tell a child they cannot do something, you have put this block in front of them that is so awful. Heck yes. You never tell someone, including my son, who is white and short, I want to be a basketball player. (laughs) Go ahead. You know, be that basketball player in your life. And then he's figured, well, I'll just do theater. I like theater. So, you know, <laughs> that, that went that way. Because, you know, you, you figure it out. Everybody figures it out. Yeah. Um, and that's what makes life so wonderful. That is, that's true. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a father, so I learned that, you know what, no matter how ludicrous it sounds coming from your kid, don't shut it down. Hey, the sky is green and I'm going to be an astronaut. You know what? Do that. You are right. Then you'll discover it's blue when you get up there and you discover why it's blue particles, all that kind of Don't. Whatever it is, you're with it. It's, and that's it's right. science. Exactly. And yeah. it's, hey, we, always, we always come back to that science, mm-hmm. no, matter, no matter what you do. I mean, I have grown. Come on. In the seven years, my husband even says I'm smarter. He said, you know, you think differently now. I said, I do, because science has taught me, even though I loved science. Oh, I loved biology when I was a kid. I loved dissecting these things and, and figuring out what was named and done. And, and, and I just so appreciate the moment that I got to take on this position. It's, it's a great thing for young people to find that spark. And even though they come in and it might not be science, they figure, oh, maybe I like that. How did that come to be? You know, I have a bubble section that we're redoing. It's fabulous. Who doesn't like bubbles? Come on. So then they get into something else, and they go, how did that really happen? And, and is that science? Yes, it is. It's all science. So it's lovely. 
Uh, go ahead. How do you motivate kids that you've come across that maybe have been told that they can't do something or they're not, you know, you're not worth it? How do you kind of turn that around for them? Oh, you let them turn around themselves because you give them, um, what's the word, this, this confidence. It's all about the confidence. Um, I had a young man come into my theater class one day. He says, I'm not getting on that stage. I said, okay, you, you can do the backstage things. Uh, you help me out. You yeah. be my assistant. Yeah, get I'll, coffee. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll grade <laughs> you on all these other things. So we were doing a play, and the lead on this play, never forget this, Christmas Carol, I think it was, and the parents decided to up and move right before we were opening this play. Now, I never even forgot his name, David. I said, oh, my gosh, we're going to have to cancel the play. He says, no, we're not. I know all the lines. I said, what do you mean? He said, I've been listening every day. I can do it. I said, but you've never been. I got it. And he did. And it was all because I never forced him. I never forced him to get up there. I let him find his way. And that's how you give somebody the confidence that they. And I have parents come up to me and go, how did you know my little one would be great when they cried through the whole audition? I said, because they were feeling something and I saw it. But the one thing I loved about all of my plays and all the years that I taught, I never said no. I never shut down a person that wanted to be on that stage. There are some directors that go, oh, no, you don't have the talent. How do you know? How do you know you don't have that talent unless you're trying it? So you're in the chorus for the first one. You go, hey, I don't need to be in the chorus, man. I, I need to be out front. And that's how you get that confidence. And the great thing about Summer Stage is we started from six-year-old all the way through adulthood. And they got to watch the young people that were really, really experienced and talented. So that was just a great thing. So how do you get them to feel confidence? It's going to be there. It's just going to be there. Say you can, then you can. That's the same thing about improvisation. We teach improvisation. Do you know what improv is where you just... Yes. So, okay. So Expl you Can you explain it? Please ex explain it, though, for the listeners who don't know. Okay. The improv, and there's Second City, and there's groups that do improv all over. You have two actors or more that get into relationships with, with no rehearsal, and they have to speak to each other, and they have to create scenes. And, and um, the first rule in improv is you can never say a negative that you can't say a negative to the person so if they say hey how you doing not well today it's not going and then the, the conversation shuts down just like life when you meet a negative person that you look at and you go oh, oh i don't know i don't think i'll continue this conversation <laughs> that's that's what happens in life so you have to just say yes let's go to that party let's do that thing and then and then the scene evolves just evolves focusing on all the things that are going right rather than all the things that are going wrong. that is absolutely correct it's, it's wonderful it's a great if you want to learn to be sharp in your mind play improv with someone i do an improv game where you pick up um anything on the on your desk on the floor whatever and you create different things with them in your mind and you say it out loud now the best thing i'm telling you is you want to get better at something speak out loud Speaking out loud helps everything, helps your diction, helps uh, not mumbling. And I always say pick up a magazine or a book, throw any page on it and see if you could read it. Amen to that. I mean, young people now, 
they have a tendency not to do that because they're on their screens and they're and they're doing their thing. <laughs> I don't know how I would have taught in this age group. I really don't because, uh, you know, with the phone age and, and they're so hooked in. And I know I wouldn't have allowed any of that in the classroom. And I don't know what the teachers are doing now. I don't because I'm not in the classroom. It's a consistent breakdown of so many things. The punctuation, grammar, all those things over time, the the quick abbreviations and the text and all that kind of stuff, It's it's it started to seep into life. Kids aren't familiar with great literary works anymore. I mean, if they can't swipe through it, they're not reading it. They're not reading it. And that's just so sad because there's so much knowledge in books. Yeah, they got online books. But for heaven's sakes, nothing for me is better than picking up the book, opening it, and turning and smelling those pages and reading, like, and happen to understand the cadence in which it was written. And, oh, I like books. I do, too. I still have my library. I still have my first encyclopedia. It's still sitting there. And do you know I actually go to it sometimes? I don't Google what I need. I go, Mm -hmm. oh, let me just see if I can find this another way. I mean, it's just an experience that they're not having. And it makes me a little sad. But What are some of your favorite books, like motivational or just books in general? I have to tell you, I have just done nothing but read scripts. And you know why? Because every year I had to pick all of my shows and all of the things. So I would just pile up scripts and try to think of things that were plays that young people could relate to. And then we even wrote some scripts and plays. Um, So I I don't get around to reading lots of books. Isn't that terrible to say? But it's true. And again, I've had no time to do that. I really taught 24-7. I would come home from my job. I would have to raise my son and do all of the obligations. that my, my, my husband had a really very big brokerage situation. I would go out with clients, have to do things, and time to read a book. I, I couldn't wait to get to bed and go to sleep because I get up the next morning, and then you've got five classes of 60-some-odd young people, and then you're, you're rolling. So it was, it was a constant roll. So I've learned one thing over this COVID is that there you can close down but the best thing is to be quarantined with someone you love i can't imagine being quarantined with someone you don't love i mean that's got to be just awful but um someone's out there is praying for all those people i'm sure (laughs) you know they're getting through it you know they're getting through it so there you go um what do you think comes next after our COVID age there's those that say that life will never return to normal. I kind of believe that. Do you? I have to say, because the COVID is not going anywhere, scientifically, okay, that you're correct. We cannot live life the way we lived it before. Um, you have to be careful because it it affects everyone. I mean, my, my son knew Nick Cordero, 41 years old, that wonderful Broadway actor that was just singing and dancing and winning awards in New York, and now he's gone. I mean, it just affected this very healthy young person without any of the things that, you know, the older people have, and it just gloms on. So whether we will get back and have people comfortable, I don't know if anybody can be comfortable anymore i look at these movies and i look at some of the films and these massive concerts and and everybody's like this together and i'm going "Ooh, 
I don't know if we're going <laughs> to see that again. Now the AMCs are starting to open. So the theaters are, you know, movie theaters. And I'm going, okay, I think I like my clicking right on the couch right now where I can get all my movies. Um, and that's, that's a sad thing. Yeah. But it's, it's reality. It's safe. I don't know these folks around me, you mm -hmm. know, so. Yeah, I'd love to go on a trip, but I don't care how many $49 packages they have at Southwest Airlines. I have no confidence getting on a plane and flying to anywhere to go on a vacation. Just, just don't have it. And when will we and how long can they exist, right. the airlines, with, mm -hmm. with people not flying? Although people are flying. The younger people are flying. I, I won't take my husband on one, mm -hmm. not, as, not at his age, you know. And driving, oh, I hate driving in the car. I'm not a driver in the car. I've always been, get me there. Hop me on that plane, you know, New York, hour and a half, I'm there. And when Victor lived in New York, it was great. L.A., not so much. That's almost a five-hour turnaround when I need to do that. So Waco's a little closer. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll figure that out. We will. I'm sure you'll figure it out. The time is now 8.50 a.m. You're listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. And we are speaking with Arlene Hawks today. Um, so the show, we end the show on a positive note. What is something that the people of Aurora, especially young people, should know in the front part of their mind, take with them going forward, not just today into the weekend, but for good? What do they need to know? That it's all possible. It is all possible. You have to live that dream. And don't think that the dream won't happen. Look at AGT. If you, if you want an uplifting show about people and talent, you know, they have some stories behind these people that you wouldn't believe. And they think, here, here I am on, on the farm, and now I've just won this, you know, major competition. So I want every young person out there to know that they can do what their passion is. But you have to find the passion. You know, if you, if you end up going in one direction and it doesn't, it's not making you get up in the morning, don't be afraid to change that. Don't be afraid to change your direction to something that you love. I loved getting up and seeing my students every morning. I couldn't wait to see what they were going to show me. They taught me as much as I hope I taught them because they were different every day. And every day, that's what life is, isn't it? It's different, and, and that's what makes it special. So go out and get that dream. That's my positive. Wow. That's, that's very great. inspirational. No, that's true. Mm -hmm. That's true. It's all po it is all possible. Don't think that the dream won't happen. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, so I would like to say to everyone to be positive, stay positive, and stay motivated, not only this weekend, but going forward. Be safe this weekend. Um, have some fun. But, again, as Ms. Hawk said, be your own dream. Chase that dream no matter what, even if it is – hard if you get derailed you fall off the horse just get back on it if you really love your dream and your passion you got to keep going because nothing worth having ever comes easy amen amen to that and then also just how do people get tickets to this event that you're having just get on that line uh sitecmuseum.org okay and go to the events and click on tickets and um there you go and the money will go to um SciTech for our opening, and we hope we'll be open in 2021. I mean, I don't care what 
what's happening, we will make it work, and Ooh. we will open we will open <laughs> those doors. See, anything's possible. That's right. Anything yeah. is possible. Yep. Make that dream come true. Awesome. All right. On behalf of Good Morning Aurora, we'd like to say thank you very much to Miss Arlene Hawks for coming to talk to us today. We got a lot out of this interview, and we hope that you guys did as well. And please don't forget, Saturday, August 22nd, the Mora on the River with SciTech. Uh, that's going to be a great event, and we look forward to seeing you guys out there. On behalf of ourselves to you, we hope that you have a very blessed, positive, and powerful Friday and weekend. We'll see you back Monday on the Second Largest City's First Daily News Podcast. Peace.